Take ten. Ready? Ready? Go ahead. Yeah! Woo! Woo! Get it! No dirty energy! Yeah! Come on! Get it, girl! Cold kill! This is Greg Harmon of Deceleration, deceleration.news. We're an online journal rooted and grounded here in the greater bioregion of San Antonio, South Texas. And we're a journal that is uh, dedicated to responding to our shared ecological, political, and cultural crises, going to the, the roots of the climate disturbance while expanding and deepening the solutions that we may put in practice for the protection and creation of the commons and the well-being of all. That is an audio clip from a recent action outside of CPS Energy's headquarters. CPS Energy is the local locally owned uh, gas and electric utility in San Antonio and community showed up at their last board meeting to let them know uh, we are in opposition to a planned rate increase until the rates themselves are structured in a fair way. Uh, and we are opposed to the return of forced disconnections for an inability to pay. Uh, community continues to struggle across the city, and we hope that with uh, as we onboard a new city council, that we'll see uh, more support for challenging the status quo at our utility as we continue to come out of kind of crisis footing uh, and. Uh, into a more sober and engaged response to the climate crisis. You know, the 2020s, we have to reduce emissions by 45% this decade. One of those speakers was Darby Riley, a local Sierra Club volunteer and a longtime practicing attorney. Darby was a key architect and uh, driver behind the recall CPS effort to transform the governance model of our utility uh, to resemble more that of Austin, uh, where the city council uh, serves as the de facto utility board. And the recall CPS petition, uh, it would have protected low-income citizens from unaffordable rates and disconnections, would impose close the coal plants by 2030, increase the efficiency, and change the board structure to city council control policy. After we got those signatures, CPS Energy Management got scared, and they went out and uh, filed a lawsuit in Travis County without notice to anybody. Uh, and basically obtained a judgment in December with, and nobody knew they were even in this court. And the judgment stated that this uh, petition could not go forward because it uh, might affect the bonds of CPS. Well, this was an illegal matter. Um, 
and he had a lot to say at the at the gathering, but I really wanted to catch up with him about the status of a lawsuit that that CPS has brought. That whether uh, ultimately the the signatures were gathered, whether whether this effort got to the the ballot, which it which it did not on this round. Um, a, a lawsuit brought by CPS, which could have negated all of that, and it remains unresolved. Uh, so, meaning that for the people of San Antonio, the ability to uh, to to challenge the, the elements of the city's charter, to change the way the utility functions, uh, may be uh, forever compromised. So he's out there fighting that fight, with, while also carrying this message that for local leadership and for the community that. There is a lot that we can do without any of these kinds of um, legal uh, changes that the existing charter allows local leadership to drive the political agenda for our utility. And at a time when, for the first time maybe ever, we had uh, candidates elected campaigning on an energy justice platform, uh, a climate action platform, um, this is kind of groundbreaking knowledge, right? And so this is something that we're hoping that, that these our new council members are going to be listening to and our community overall be listening to. So Darby, from, 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 your, from your position, what was Recall CPS about and for for you and what made that so so critical at that time the petition was about uh really after many years of struggle with trying to get cps energy to respond to the public will uh just out of frustration uh, the petition was an attempt to uh create a, a new management structure for cps and to set policies that would give us a chance to comply with the uh, the cap uh, and with the uh, Paris Accords uh, on the issue of climate change. Because if we continue on with the governance by this private, uh, essentially a private board, uh, run essentially by staff, uh, high-paid staff, uh, it, it really is like a private company that is only out for profit and is not acting in the public interest. So the, the petition was very wide-ranging and broad. It covered not only the governance, that is, we would change the board to the city council. We would add a large advisory commission to assist the city council. This is why the Austin Energy uh, and City of Austin work. Uh, that is, uh, they have the same basic issue of how do we govern our utility, our publicly owned utility, and, and they opted for the other option, which is that the city council is the board. And so what we were trying to do with this thing is to put in the city council as the board. That would give us public access and, and public uh, ability to affect policy, uh, because right now the board uh, and the and the management of CPS are insulated from public, uh, uh, you know, opinion and desire and will. And so, uh, only recently have they even allowed people to speak at their board. Uh, and so, you know, we we've been pushing on them. And of course, recently they had a, a, a just in the paper today. They're talking about all the people that are leaving uh, mm -hmm. CPS after the disaster with Storm Uri. So, mm -hmm. I think this is a really good time to continue with our efforts to change 
the way that CPS is run. Well, let me let me ask you related to the the recall effort. You know, I you know it's often cited in the press. You know, oh, it was a a failed effort because this threshold of signatures wasn't reached by by X date. But not often mentioned is the the legal maneuvers that were used uh, to to head it off. Can you describe briefly for folks what CPS and or uh, the city of San Antonio uh, did in, in this case, uh, to, to, to circumvent it, to, uh, prevent, uh, ahead of the, ahead of, ahead of it even getting out of the, the gate. Yeah, well, the petition got rolling with the, uh, election in November of 2020, because we had all of those polls that were, people were coming in droves to vote. It was a great place to gather signatures of the registered voters for, of San Antonio. And, and so we did. We, in, in just a few weeks, really, we got uh, 70% of the needed signatures. The rest of it was going to be more difficult because we didn't have a real nice public way to get them. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, were, we were working at that and trying to figure out how to do that when we found out that uh, in November... Uh, right after the polls closed and CPS got wind that we looked like we were going to get the signatures and and they actually put that in their lawsuit that they were concerned we were about to to succeed in getting the signatures. Uh, They filed this lawsuit and they they filed it under uh, uh, the guise of protecting the bonds that are out there. Uh, They have uh, billions of dollars of bonds out there that that are um, approved by the city. It's the city of San Antonio bonds. CPS Energy people don't realize sometimes it's really just an arm of the city. It's a department of the city that has been allowed to operate independently for over 70 years. And uh, that is now uh, lived out its usefulness and, and that's you know what we've been working on. But in any event, they filed this special kind of lawsuit to protect and to establish the validity of their bonds. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody was challenging the validity of their bonds, and it was really a pretense to um, get a what's a, a, like a default judgment because they, this type of lawsuit does not require actual notice to anybody. It requires putting the, no, the uh, notice of the suit into the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So they did put it in the newspaper in fine print in the public notices nobody would ever have figured that out uh, that they were doing that and and nobody did and so uh that the time period ran after the notices and they took a judgment on december 7th 2020 that in essence and, and they deny this but what it did in essence was it it uh enjoined uh or prevented any further action on the petition because it said mm-hmm. that the petition was invalid because mm-hmm. it contradicted the terms of the bonds mm-hmm. and that it was um and so they prevent they said you cannot file this petition if you get the signatures it will you will be in contempt of court by filing that petition with the city secretary and demanding an election because mm-hmm. the court is saying you can't mm-hmm. do that well that this is a transparently illegal action. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since 1912, the Texas Supreme Court says you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You, any kind of a, of a citizen initiative has to be allowed to play it at, play out in the election. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, they can challenge it after it passes, mm-hmm. and and we certainly had good answers to all of their objections. 
but instead they got a default judgment saying that the thing's invalid and you can't go forward. That's just a horrible thing to do, and in fact, the Express News called it abhorrent, mm -hmm. and they're mm -hmm. not exactly a bunch of liberals, mm -hmm. especially uh, Greg Jefferson. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's what they did, and, and it just, it really, for a public agency to pull that is just uh, against, and what we were, all they had to do was notify uh, Dee Dee Belmars or, or you or Terry Burns, uh, and they know all you people, and they knew you were, what you were doing. And mm -hmm. so all they had to do was tell anybody, and we would have appeared in the case, as was done in the Saws case. They, the Saws also had a petition. They tried the same thing, and just by chance, somebody saw it in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. They got attorneys in to, to defend that and uh, showed the court that it was invalid, and, and the, the CPS uh, closed down the suit. They realized they couldn't make it go. Mm -hmm. So they non-suited it. And so that's what would have happened if we had gotten, if we had known about it in, in advance. At this point, we're on appeal now, uh, and they're challenging our right to appeal under this special statute. So what is... And they're really pulling out all the stops. Yeah, what is at stake in terms of this case? I mean, I, you know, someone listening might think, okay, well, they... They were they were doing this kind of like throwing some legal muscle at this effort to uh, to challenge the status quo to 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 bring more energy democracy to CPS more public representation or control uh, they flex some muscle and now it's over well is is what's what are the ramifications of this suit if they are to succeed or are is there a potential for um, uh, more kind of like uh, opportunity for public uh, initiatives going forward if you and, and I don't know if you're working by yourself um, but if but if, if if you are able to succeed in this what's at stake well okay uh, what is at stake yeah and then why, why it's so important at least in my view is that we have to be able to have a, a charter uh, initiative like this where we're asking uh, the, the citizens to approve an amendment to the city charter the charter is like the constitution of the city it, it overrides all the ordinances and so it's got a lot of clout the courts of Texas honor the citizens' ability to make legislation in this way. Mm -hmm. There's also an initiative and referendum provision in the charter that is also similarly respected by the courts. And so we have to maintain that respect. They have used a special uh, type of, of bond litigation to try to get around that, uh, that issue, and, and they can't be allowed to do that because as Greg Jefferson said, we have to be able to, to uh, control our utility that we own, mm -hmm. and, and uh, for the, for us to have no control, uh, and even the council they can claim has no control, mm -hmm. uh, is nutty. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but the bonds themselves do not support what they say. Mm -hmm. And you know, we were, we're talking about this. Uh, Section 19 of the bond sets up uh, or says what is the management of CPS going to be. And this is a contract between the bondholders and, and the city. Mm -hmm. And and the management is, is going to be this five-member board, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, but it says the city reserves the right to change the method yeah. of, of selection of the board. Yeah. And, and, it re, and it reserves the right to direct policy and review policy. Well, I want to ask you about the, that. The, yeah, I want to ask you about that in just, in just one second. I want to hold up here an, an idol a little bit mm -hmm. on this. So... Um, 
in terms of this mm-hmm. this effort, what's playing out in court? Uh, does it if 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 they are successful, will it make it more difficult, impossible for s- citizen petitions uh, to come to? Is that what you're saying to 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 challenge the 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 uh, the, the bond or the, the the charter language of the city? The, the judgment by the trial court in, in Austin on December 7th of 2020 uh, is an injunction against uh, further actions of this type. Okay. Uh, because And so, therefore, we have to undo it. And, and there's even if we lose this particular appeal, yeah. which I don't think we will, uh, but if we do, there's other uh, legal avenues to try to challenge it because... Uh, and and uh, CPS will put out, uh, or at least the, the current management will. I, I'm, I'm very doubtful they're going to last very long. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, if if uh, Paula continues on the show, Miss uh, Gold Williams, then mm-hmm. uh, we will have. Uh, you know, they will continue to fight any effort to uh, reduce her power. Yeah. But uh, anyway, right now it must be. Challenge because it currently prevents us from doing okay. what we want to do. Let's say in 2023, mm-hmm. we want to yeah. put up a charter amendment. We need to clear this thing out so that we right. can, uh, you know, do that with a clean slate. Okay, that's I wanted to I wanted to make clear that n- n- number one, kind of like there no mistake that that this this resi- this resides there to be dealt with uh, if there's ever going to be kind of this kind of citizen initiative petition uh, again and or an effective one. Um, related to who, the parties, you mentioned the CEO of CPS, Paul Gold Williams. You referenced uh, rightly that many of their top staff, their top legal staff, have been uh, uh, leaving uh, CPS. Uh, there's uh, obviously there's a huge, there's a lot of work to be done over there. Not only fighting the people of San Antonio, but then also fighting um, some of these, you know, gas companies uh, that that Paul is accused of price gouging. Um, in the lawsuit, it, it claims to be, I saw in, 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 I think the original one claimed to be a class action suit in that it was representing CPS, but also the city of San Antonio, but also the bond holders all together. Is that accurate? And, and, and also who, who are the bond holders? Do we know? Well, the bondholders, you know, it's all over Wall Street. They're, there's, you know, they're all in, in all the mutual funds or whatever. Uh, they, you know, they're they're scattered everywhere, and uh, so the bondholders have not been active at, at all in this this thing. And, and neither has the city. In fact, I'm not sure that the city council is aware that this suit uh, it was cleared, uh, driven by the management at CPS Energy. And so uh, the, the reason it's called a class action is because that's the nature of the ter- particular type of suit that they filed. It's a, it's a bond verification, bond validation suit under Chapter 1205 of the Government Code. And, and what it is, it doesn't call for actual notice to anybody. It's just trying to yeah. tell the, the, the uh, public and the bondholders that that the city does have authority to issue the bonds mm-hmm. and it's usually used when somebody comes up and says hey wait a minute you can't do those bonds because 
uh, you didn't get the right uh, authorization from the state or something, okay? Mm -hmm. Some citizen comes up and does that. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the legislature found that that was a, a problem because it was holding up these bonds and costing interest and everything else. And so they they set up this rocket type of a suit that would allow them to verify and, uh, and their, their authority to issue bonds. Mm -hmm. And so they're abusing that type of suit to say that this petition is is threatening the bondholders or yeah. threatening the bonds yeah they have no evidence at all of that they use the fitch rating yeah the fitch rating was critical of management but not of our they did not blame the negative outlook on the petition they mm -hmm. blamed it on the fact they had gone seven years without a rate increase mm -hmm. yeah there was a number of elements in that fitch and different in, in reports and i think there was Concerned that there, if there were more public control, that there'd be less uh, predictability, maybe. But it was not the the key element. Also, you know, holding a coal plant is probably much more damaging right now to a, a, a portfolio uh, than having um, uh, some, you know, a, a council directed. Just, just, an, just mm -hmm. an example. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the hundred. I mean, the billion dollar uh, problem that we just got with uh, Storm Uri. Mm -hmm. uh, as I keep telling everybody I can tell, Austin came out, Austin Energy uh, had a better plan for putting their plants back in action after they were uh, compromised by the storm. Right. They got back online and were able to sell to the grid rather than buy from the grid. Right. And, and they made $54 million as opposed to losing a billion. Yeah. Yeah. That has resulted in severe downgrade of, of our bond rating. Mm -hmm. We're about to issue more bonds. They are. They say they are. They have to mm -hmm. with all the mm -hmm. debt they've got. Mm -hmm. And and they they've gone from double A plus to double A minus. That's a that's mm -hmm. going to cost money, a mm -hmm. lot of money to the public. They keep forgetting that that we own them mm -hmm. and that we've got to pay. Well, yeah. Let's. I want to. I want to talk about that. So one of the things you, you said earlier in the conversation, I think we didn't re return to this, is that you feel like uh, that that the CEO is kind of uh, carrying the city along on a chain a little bit into this lawsuit. But this is uh, like her work, kind of covering her tracks for poor planning. Um, and 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 um, but but this to 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 stick with this this issue with 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 uh, ownership and debt and 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 this with with bond with the bondholders, you know the original language and 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 um of this uh the the city charter with CPS uh, is really interesting. It's anti democratic from the beginning, right? So the reason that the so I'm going to quote for it: the city financed the purchase. Uh, of, of city public services at the time uh, by issuing bonds and the 1942 ordinance authorizing those bonds uh, and, and trust indenture provided by the board to maintain the control of those systems as long as those bonds are outstanding. So as long as that debt exists, right? Um, and the intent here, it reads, is to guarantee that, quote, good business practice, not city government, would guide the new company. What's how do you how do you hear what does that sound like uh, to your ears? Well, that was the thinking back then. That was uh, that was a different time in, in San Antonio where you had uh, you know a group of about eight white men uh, mm -hmm. running the city and always had, and, right. and so they basically. Uh, you know, that was a, a, a reasonable position at that time, and it actually worked okay uh, up until recently. And, uh, you know, but, but in the last 
15 years or so, um, the staff, it's gotten so big. There's a million customers now. Uh, the staff has gotten uh, very arrogant about uh, because they really are the tail that wags the dog. Uh, the city is dependent on CPS Energy for a third or almost a third of its budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, general and funds. That's really problematic mm-hmm. for the council. The council is afraid of them mm-hmm. uh, because they, they, they dictate how they're going to get them the money. Yeah. And, and, and they have never actually looked into, you know, the details. And so, as I was saying a couple of years ago, uh, they gave themselves a $13 million bonus off mm-hmm. of the sale of, of expensive uh, energy during the summer heat mm-hmm. to the grid. Mm-hmm. They made a million dollars in an afternoon, and then they gave uh, the, the, the employees, including Paula Gold-Williams, a half a million dollar bonus and others, you know, up to $13 million. Mm-hmm. That money is public money. Mm-hmm. That money should have gone to uh, further winterizing and mm-hmm. preparing our, our plants for our big store. Mm-hmm. And we are really paying for that lack of, of good judgment. Austin didn't do that. Yeah. Don't allow that kind of thing up there. But these are public employees. Yeah. Let me let me let me ask you. I, I want. I guess maybe one one comment and 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 one final question. I mean, I think about 1942. And it's been suggested by others that kind of like this is a period, it's a rise of machine politics, it's a rise of uh, the political power, a rising political power in the black and brown communities in San Antonio to begin to have influence. And some have suggested that that, that this sort of control or outs, you know, uh, uh, enjoining of the utility to the, the, these, uh, the bondholders rather than the people of San Antonio was, was a way of preventing um, power from moving beyond, like you had mentioned, like that core, uh, you know, white elite business class. Um, uh, I, some, something I, I see there's a lot of, of room in terms of that uh, analysis to develop here in terms of how it's impacted where we are today. We obviously have a very, um, when we talk about these storms, we talk about rates people who are literally paying one out of every four, every four or five dollars uh, on energy, their kilowatt hour is more expensive than some of the biggest energy users in San Antonio. So there's a big conversation to be had about the roots of uh, energy racism in San Antonio. You're right at the center of it with this lawsuit, Darby. Uh, and I know that there's one thing you're really hoping that people can take away in the research that you've done, and that is what the utility could be. What it's been in the past by its own charter uh it doesn't have to be in the future can you kind of like describe what language exists that would allow a new council uh with 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 new impulse for uh energy justice uh to transform uh cps energy and san antonio yeah uh, if we had a council that understood its own power with respect to cps energy uh, i mean first of all it has always had the power to approve the setting of rates and what that power implies is that it can get into how were these rates developed and and actually it, uh, question what cps proposes instead of just rubber stamping it which is what has always been done mm-hmm. But the, but the bond covenants are what CPS claims to, to govern its, um, its management and uh, that cannot be uh, gotten around in court or in the CPS. And that has to be challenged in court. 
So the section 19 of the of the bond covenants uh, is is the uh, about the management of CPS Energy, and in that it it, le- it reserves a couple of things for the city council. One is the ability to change the method and uh, the structure of the board, and uh, the I don't. I have the the language exactly in front of me, but it's it's in that uh, uh, section 19. We can probably put it up on your on your uh, uh, blog or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and and underline the part I'm talking about. But but one is changing the way that the board is selected. Okay, so we we might even be stuck with five members, but we could make uh, all five of them be members of the city council. Mm-hmm. We can make uh, them be members of the Sierra Club, you know, whatever. We can we can make them experts in energy instead of just, uh, you know, government, I mean, corporate folks like they are now. Instead of allowing the board to select itself uh, internally, which is absurd for, a, 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 you know, an asset of this size of the city to be allowed to, to be run so privately is just nuts uh, and with as much importance as this thing has to the air quality to everybody's email it isn't crazy to allow cps to do this and the city council is oblivious still to to their power the second thing they have is the power to set and review the policies of cps energy so for example they could come up with an ordinance tomorrow that says you will get out of coal by 2030. Mm-hmm. That is binding on the CPS board and the CPS, uh, you know, whole staff and everybody. And so uh, they are not using the powers that they have. And and uh, so you know the only the reason we did the charter amendments because the council refuses to do it. And I mean the, the progressives yeah. are afraid of this. Uh, there's so there's so have the the uh, concern about the 350 million to 400 million dollars that they get from CPS in profits that they do not want to rock that vote. That has to be done. It has to be done carefully. It has mm-hmm. to be done expertly. But mm-hmm. it must be done. Yeah. We have to get control. So I think the, a good takeaway for for onboarding council members who have some who some who have run I think for the first time that that I'm aware of in San Antonio run on energy justice on energy reform on climate action uh, I'm hoping you know they, they are successful I'm ex- expecting a couple to to be uh, we don't need a uh, to reform. The charter. We don't need an initiative petition. There's language in here enough to be very, very clear that the political direction of the utility is controlled by the elected political leadership of the city. Uh, it just hasn't. It's. I, I think. Would you? I don't, the way I see it is, there's these council members come in, and there's little politically to gain by rocking the boat and there's a lot of money that comes in uh with that with kind of like no strings attached sort of you know um that era is over um those strings that haven't been attached uh actually were and we're all wound up well, that's that's yeah. one thing but the other thing oh hold on you, yeah. you start over there i mean greg the, the thing is yeah go for okay. it okay uh I, I really don't think that that these counts are they believe they don't have power nobody's ever looked at these bonds before yeah. nobody they do not know the actual uh structure of of the power over there uh, mm-hmm. and i mean power in you know another way and so mm-hmm. uh 
that's we need to educate and i think i can really see us having a dog and pony show at a, just as citizens to be heard and just mm-hmm. if they let us put it up on the screen just show them section 19 and just demand that they start taking action to set policy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well any any final thoughts because i'm going to put that i'm going to put that up on this use this to encourage that direction i like that idea the attorney general did just file a brief saying that while the city says we cannot appeal uh, this type of a, a special action, uh, the attorney general disagrees with that mm-hmm. and says that we do have the right. And so that's unusual for, for uh, Ken mm-hmm. Paxton to back mm-hmm. us up on. But mm-hmm. uh, he had backed a church group back in December in the same court on the same issue, and they mm-hmm. felt that, that you know that's a valid point. So. Mm-hmm. That helps. So we're riding kind of on two skis here. On the one hand, you know, just the, the language of the the the, uh, the 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 city charter itself guiding, you know, uh, uh, CPS. Plenty of room for council to step in and to uh, to to get engaged and to bring needed reform. Uh, on the other hand, for the community to maintain and be able to wield power uh, as a self-governing kind of body, uh, this 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 stuff in court uh, still needs 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 to play out. And you're there, and I know uh, if folks want to support you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, I have spent $2,700 of my own money, and uh, the the coalition had a thousand in their fund, so I'm getting the they're going to go ahead and, and pay me that, uh, reimburse me that. Uh, another of our Sierra Club members gave me $200. I'm still shy on my costs, and so you know I, I'm ready for contributions, and uh, I'll ask my uh, Sierra Club folks for that also. But anyway, any contributions to to uh, Darby Riley at 320 Lexington Avenue, 78215 would be welcome. 